The sugya started on Daf Kafalaf Amud Beis. Today, today's Daf is Daf Chav Gimel Amud Aleph, and together we're up to the words Vaharei Truma to Amar Achmona V'Chol Zar. Okay, so we're about uh, eight or nine lines from the top of the page on twenty-three A, Daf Chav Gimel Amud Aleph, and just to remind ourselves with what we're trying to accomplish here is that the the Gemara on Daf Chav Aleph Amud Beis twenty-one B brought a machlokas about how we know that chametz is not only forbidden to eat, but it's also forbidden to benefit from. Chizkiya said that since the Torah says, lo yeyachel chametz, that chametz should not be eaten, we can be mashma, uh, all, all it needs to say is you should not eat chametz. What does it mean chametz shall not be eaten? Why do you got to write it like that? It says... Because it's written like that, that seems to imply it's also forbidden to benefit. Rabbi Avo argues. Rabbi Avo says nothing to do with mashmois. Rather, whenever it says lo yocha, lo socha, lo sochlu, it always means iser achila and iser Okay? So, to put it straight, Rabbi Avo holds whenever you find lo sochal, lo, so, lo, lo yocha, lo sochal, lo, so, lo sochlu, it means you can't eat and you can't benefit. Chizkiya argued, and he said, no, only because it says lo yeyachel doesn't mean you can forbid and benefit. But if it says lo yochal, lo sochal, lo sochlu, it's still permitted to benefit from. Okay, that is the machlokas between Chizkiya and Rabbi Avahu. And the Gemara on Chafbeiz Amadbeiz that we learned yesterday morning um, was trying to figure this out. Was trying to figure out uh, which one is correct and to ask questions, and we're going to continue to do that for most of this Amr. Okay, most of this Amr of Gimel Amr Aleph is going to continue on that theme and of asking either on Chizkiah and Rabbi Abo, and that leads us up to let's get cracking, let's start reading. All right, when it comes to Truma. A Yisrael is not allowed to eat it. Utnan, and we learned in a Mishnah, you may include a Nazir in an Eruv, even if the Eruv is made with wine, which the Nazir can't drink. Why is he included in the Eruv? Why is the Yisrael included in the Eruv if you use Shruma? Must be question on Rabbi Avohu. Even though it says, it must be they can benefit from it in some way. Otherwise, why are we including them in the Eruv? How could they be included? This has nothing to do with them. They can't eat, they can't benefit. <laughs> How are they part of the Eruv? I get the Kasha. Question on Rabbi Avo. I'm going to answer, shiny Hassam. Truma and Nazir is different. Truma is different. The Yomar Truma'schem. Because by truma, it has to let us know it needs to be yours in order to be able to benefit from it. And Mimela, uh, Rabbi Avo will be in agreement that that low, uh, that uh, is going to have its own unique separate halacha. What about He's going to say no. Trumaschem just means the truma of Gans Klaisol. It's not letting us know that it must be yours. Meaning like this. 
the connect the hekesh between these two things, the truma and um, and the uh, miser that needs to be given to a levi, the truma that needs to be given to a kayin, are connected. Have the same thing. Have a, we have a hekesh between them, and the same way by a levi, the we need to give the truma uh, miser to the levi, and the levi needs to give miser. To the Kayan. So the Kayan, what the Kayan has also has the status of, uh, also has the status of Truma. And, and that's what we mean when we say, means not only the Truma that the Levi is giving the Kayan, but even a standard Truma that a Yisrael is giving to the Kayan as well must be that you must use that which is yours. The Idach. Shumaschem, the Chol Yisrael Kamar. He says, "No, we're just dealing with the general Shuma. We're not dealing with the Shumas Meiser." Okay. Let's halt cup. So far, we've had two simple steps. Kasha on Rabbi Abahu. Over here, you see that a Nazir and a, a Nazir can be included in the Erev by wine. A Yisrael could be included in a, in a Erev for Shuma. Laura said, "Yeah, this that a nazir could be in, this that he saw could be included by truma seder. There's a whole separate reason why it says by, uh, the, uh, a whole separate reason for that halach. All right, what about nazir? We didn't address that. We wiggled out of, out of half the answer. What about the? Uh, uh, we wiggled out of half the question. What about wiggling out the other half of the question? Why in the world it says the uh, uh, nazir is not allowed to drink wine? According to Rabbi Avo, it should mean you can't." drink or benefit why are we allowing him to be included in the era of that question still stands says the Gemara of Ari Nazir but Nazir Omar a Nazir can, not only can't he drink wine he can't even use the skins of the grapes Utana we learned in the Mishnah Ma'arvin the Nazir and a Nazir still allowed to be included in wine it must be even though it says you can't eat it it is permitted to benefit from question on Rabbi Abohu Amar Marzutra, Marzutra says, Shani Hasam, Halachas of Nazir are different. To Amar Kron is right. Shalayahe. Okay? Meaning, there's a unique halacha by Nazir saying that although we say La Yachal, still you're allowed to benefit from it. Why? Nizrai. How can we how can we consider it his if there's no benefit? For the fact that we're saying Nizrai. The Torah is hinting to us that us, oh, specifically over here, even though we said don't eat it, specifically over here, you, you may benefit. But everywhere else in the Torah, if it says don't eat it, that means you can't benefit as well. That's Marzutra's Torah. Ravashi Amar. Ravashi gives a different answer. He says, I'll tell you why a Nazir is allowed to benefit from wine and grapes, and be included in the Erev. You know why? Because the Pasuk says, his hair is Kaidesh. Now, most people translate the word Kaidesh to mean holy. That is usually correct in context. The word Kodesh, however, literally in its root, in its Shairish, means separated. The difference between Havdalah and Kedusha is that the word hevdel, havdalah, means you have two things on the same level that are just pulled apart. That's havdalah. Hektish is when I separate something and I elevate it. 
It's separated from me in an elevated way. That's literally what the word Kaidish means. So says Rav Ashi, by a Nazir it says his hair that he grows is Kaidish, is separated from him. So we have a unique drasha by a Nazir. His hair he can't benefit from. And I'm assuming he doesn't want to eat it either. But everything else is not completely separated from him. And it is permitted to benefit. That's Ravashi's answer. Midi says the Gemara, the Ein Dabar Maybe this that it says, that only this you're separated from and nothing else. Well, it should say Ein Dabar And it doesn't. So we're sticking with the first answer. So what's the answer to the question now? We had a question. If, a question on Rabbi Yavu, if every time you can't eat, you can't benefit, why is a Nazir allowed to be included in an Eruv? The answer is that a Nazir is an exception to the rule. And this is going to keep going on back and forth, okay, for this Amr. A Nazir is an exception to the rule. Rabbi Yavu is going to stick to his gun. Yes, usually, if it says don't eat, that means don't benefit. I can benefit from it. That's because the Tyrus says he just can't benefit from his hair. So we can infer that the wine he may benefit from. But that's because the Tyrus specifically allows it. If the Tyrus wouldn't have specifically hinted to me that he may benefit, then Rebbe would may actually be correct. That whenever it says don't eat, it means don't benefit. That's, that's the back and forth. And that's what we're going to keep happening over here. Every time we ask a question, the Tyrus is going to be, oh, it's unique to that case. And my general rule of, of uh, forbidden deep, forbidden to benefit still stands. Okay. Says Gemara when it comes to new grain, only on, up until the second day of Pesach. When you bring the carbon, you're not allowed to eat anything from the new crop. We learned in the Mishnah. A person is allowed to harvest before the grain has fully ripened. Give it to your animal, even though it's chadash. Well, I'm not allowed to eat it. Why am I allowed to feed my animal? It's benefiting. You see from here that question on Rabbi Avot. According to Rabbi Avot, whenever I can't eat, I can't benefit. Why by Chodosh am I not allowed to eat? But I am allowed to benefit by giving it to my animal. Rabbi Shmaya says, Shiny Hossam, Chodosh is different. Again, unique halach at the Chodosh, Ketzirchem. It's yours. It's yours. How's it mine? Must be in a way of benefiting. Ketzirchem, Shalachem, Yehei. Ve'idach, what about Chizkiah? Who argues on on uh, Rebbe Avo, and he holds, um, uh, and and he holds that you don't need this specific exclusion because he holds in general it's permitted to benefit. So he says, uh, is just letting us know not to include the the early harvest grain, the un- unripened grain of Chadash. Rather, it's coming to include all of Klal Yisrael, and it's just giving us a, a general. Uh, expression, but you have no unique Limud, period. Again, no proof to Rabbi Avo, no proof to Chizkia, no question on them either, but each one can fit in. Let's keep trying to ask questions. Barry Shratzen, when it comes to Shratzen, it says, Sheketz hu lo yeyachel. Now, this is unique. Sheketz hu lo means the Shratzen are disgusting, lo yeyachel. Now, even Chizkia agreed that by the word lo yeyachel, on Chafal of even Chizkiah agreed when it says lo yeyachel, it means iser achila and iser hana. Rabbi Bo says whenever it says lo yochal, lo socha, lo sochelu, that means zachar iser achila, 
Echad Esra Echad Esra are both forbidden. Chizki argued, but he did agree that when it says Lo Yeyachel, it's both forbidden to eat and benefit. So by Shratzim, you can't eat or benefit according to any opinion. Utnan, yet we learned in the Mishnah and Rabbi Avahu and Chizki are both on Iran. Utnan, we learned in the Mishnah, Tayade Chaya Ba'ifes Vadagim. When you trap Chaya, Ifes, and Dagim, wild animals, birds, fish, that are not kosher, you're allowed to sell them to non-Jews. So you see that if you're allowed to sell these things to non-Jews, you're, you're allowed to benefit from something even though it's prohibited to eat because they're non-kosher animal, fish, or birds. Now, um, interestingly, don't take up sock from this Gemara because there is a huge sugya out there. And it's very important to know if anybody's in the food industry or in the, the trading industry, nishpushit, not so simple that a person's allowed to be in the industry of selling trefa things. Okay? If a, the, the expression over here even is like a person who traps them and it happens to be that mine temeim come your way, but really a person's not supposed to be in the business of of uh, selling uh, tarfas. It's a fascinating uh, sugya. But the Gemara's kasha stands, the, the main idea over here is that you see something is forbidden to eat, but it's still for, it's still permitted to benefit because I'm allowed to sell it to a guy. But it says, Sheketsu lo yachel. So both Rabbi Avo and Chizkiya are a problem. Because according to both of them, whenever it says lo yachel, I should not be allowed to sell to a guy. I'm not allowed to benefit whenever the Torah says these words. Since it says lachem, and we have the word lachem there as well, it's letting us know that no, you actually do have access to it being yours. Um, and it's whenever it says lachem, it's permitted to benefit. That's how, that's the way that it's yours. It says Why does it say? Oh, if you happen to get into business with these strafer things, peseder, you could sell it. This happens like you know a guy's buying a whole warehouse full of stuff and there happens to be trafe in there. But according to what we're saying, that lochem means I'm allowed to benefit. Why does it say? Oh, if it happens to be, it should say Tendler's allowed to go ahead and sell pork. Uh, let, let me go into that business. Let me buy out uh, Purdue Tyson. Uh, let, let me go buy that out. Want to say shiny hasam? Right. Remember, we said that um, that uh, the it's a sheket. These things are an abomination. They, they they're going to be which means that the, it's always something that a yid is supposed to view as separated. It's not something. It's not. It's pasnish. It's pasnish for uh, for a yid to be in this biz, uh, in in such a business. According to Chizkia, who says that Lo Yachel is the one word that teaches me it's strange that the Torah is choosing to say Lo Yachel. Because according to him, if it would have used any other expression of don't eat, it would have actually inferred don't eat, but yet benefit. Why are we punktlach over here using uh, a word which is both? Lo yeyachel, don't eat it. Oh, but don't think you could benefit. You can't benefit either because it says lachem. That's scratching my ear like this. That's like making me ask a question and answer for unnecessarily. 
You got an itch, you go like this. You don't need to reach around behind your back. You got to exclude it and then include it back in. What are you doing? Don't exclude it in the first place. It doesn't have to say Lachel, and I don't need it to say Lachem either. After Gemara, Chizkiah holds that it's Taka. He says this is Taka, my source. The source that I know that when it says Lo Yachel, in general, whenever it says Lo Yachel, it's also including the, the that you can't benefit from it. Is from Sheretz. Because by Sheretz we find Itaka would have been Usur in Hano if not for the Torah writing it Lachem. He says, Don't ask me, ah, this is, this is my whole Makar. This is my whole source. Okay, period. So again, we have no proof from our Psukim as to who's correct. Rabbi Abahu, Chizkiah, and again, they're arguing about when the Torah uses these words, Lo Yocha, Lo Socha, Lo Sochelu. Is that including the prohibition to benefit as well? It says Gemara Bari Chametz. When it comes to the halacha of Chametz, the Amar Rachma, the Rachma no Amar Leyocha Chametz. Tari says only Chametz v'Tani. We don't tell Chayes to be basically Yomer Tamalatzmecha. You're going to ask strong questions by yourself. What is it? How is it possible the Chametz Bana Kol Shiva? According to Rabbi Yaisi Aglili, a person is allowed to get Ana on Pesach, even though it's Osir Bachila. So you see a Tana tan from a, from a Brisa, <coughs> excuse me, who holds that it's Osir Bachila and it's Mutter Bana. Or it says shiny awesome. That's different as well. The Omar, uh, the Omar Kroh, the Torah says You're not allowed to see any saar, any yeast, any leaven. You can't see which means it's mutter bahanav. They'll say All it means is the word lecha means you're not allowed to see yours. You're allowed to walk into schnooks and see the cookies on the shelves. Even though the Torah says, by Rabbi, by Imad, you know, let's see, oh, maybe I can't walk into a store. I'm going to see Chametz, so I pay his man. No problem. You're not allowed to see Chametz, which is yours. You're allowed to walk into Shnooks. Mishal Gavaya, and you're also allowed to see Chametz that belongs to Hektish. Ve'idach. And what about Rabbi Yisai Glili? How does he, he already used the word Lachem? So how is he going to know that you're allowed to see the Chametz of a Goya and, and of Hektish on Pesach? Shrei Lachok, he says, it says the word Lachem twice. One is to teach me, um, the, the, according to Rabbi one is to teach me that it's permitted to see the chametz of a non-Jew and hektish. The other one is letting me know that it's even permitted to benefit. And what about the chacham who argued in Beis Yaglili? They'll say, I'll tell you the difference between the lachas. One is talking about, are you allowed to see the chametz of a guy that you control? Because if I control the guy then there's more room to say, I can't see his chametz. Because if he has it, it's kind of like I'm kind of connected to it. But if it's a random guy, a random non-Jew, who I have no shaykhs to, I have no connection with, so over there it would be permitted to see. What about How does he know that you're allowed to even see the chametz of a non-Jew that you control? 
he says because of the fact that it says it three times is letting us know that you can see any chametz of a non-Jew uh, or of hektish no matter what the idach and what about the chacham what are they going to do with this pasuk and for the gemara chad b'seor v'chad b'chametz v'trichi we got to mention both yeast which is not which is not edible <coughs> doesn't have the full fledged status of chametz yet and chametz as well v'trichi and Memela, the third lecha, is the two are used up for Sa'ar and Chametz. And the third lecha is to let us know that you're even permitted to see the Chametz of a guy that you control. Period. Bottom line is, end of the Gemara. We're towards the bottom of the Elmer. End of that Gemara. We tried proving who's right. Chizkiah and Rabbi Avohu. We, we, both of them are able to wiggle out our, all of our questions. Their sheet does remain. Rabbi Avohov's the opinion, whenever it says the don't eats, no matter what expression it is, it means you can't benefit either unless we find an exception to the rule. And we found numerous exceptions on this Omer. But as a general rule, if it says don't eat, it means don't benefit. Chizki argued. He said, no, specifically, when it says lo yochel, does that mean you can't eat, you can't benefit. But any other expression, lo yochel, lo sochel, that's all fine to benefit. That's what we're leaving off with. Now the Gemara is going to shift gears. We're focusing on their machloka still, but the Gemara is going to try to see whether this machloka, between Chizkiah and Rabbi Avo, actually had already been argued about previously amongst Tanaya. Now that we know it's a valid machloka, and both has ground to stand on, was this actually argued upon in earlier days? So let's go. Let's say this Machlekes in Ravavol and Chizkiah actually may have been a previous Machlekes Tanam. You're allowed to use forbidden fats of an animal. Alright? So, uh, you need antifreeze. Anti-stick from the cold. You can use uh, you can use a chalav of an animal. What does mean for anything? I might think that you can use chelev um, uh, for the base. I make this for Akadish Baruch, anything that belongs to Hektish, but Tender can't use it to uh, grease his tires. Therefore, let's know for all Malacha it's permitted. This is the pin of Malacha, No matter what, the chelev is permitted to benefit from, although I may not eat it. Okay? I would have thought that from Malachas Hediyite, it is Tahar. No, I'm allowed to use it with things that are Tahar. But Chilev has an automatic status. Since it's Asari, I may think it has an automatic status, something that's Tameh. Therefore, it says, Now, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Sagi are not directly arguing about this, about, uh, about the approach of Chizkiah and Rabbi Avohu, but we're going to try to infer uh, a connection here. Who says that the purpose of the pasuk of lachom malacha lets us know that um, I can use it even for Tendler's personal use? I what's he going to do with Rabbi Akiva needing it for to let us know it's not considered tame for hektish? Says we don't need a pasuk for that. We need a pasuk uh, primarily about iser v'hetti here. We're not concerned about tuma and tyra. This is actually um, uh, not a machlekes at all. It seems. 
about the prohibition to benefit. It's just a machloikas about um, which way to be makel. Okay, which way to be lenient? Do I need to be lenient towards a tum of a taradika issue or toward a, towards a kosher and non-kosher issue? Rabbi Akiva, Isr says the halacha of kosher and non-kosher, Isr you don't need a pasuk about that. We know you're allowed to benefit with it as far as Isr Beheter. Ki the tar is needed for tuma and tar. Now, both Tanoyim agree that uh, you're allowed to benefit. Both agree that this chaleb, which is usher to eat, it seems you could still benefit. Just the machlekes as to where I would have thought the permissiveness to benefit from. Is it a concern about tumah? Is it a concern about kosher? But it seems I, I would have inferred, I would have implied that you can benefit. Says the Gemara top of My lab book of is this the machlekes? They're basically the old loy soichlu. When it says by the chaleb, you may not eat it. Masha bein Isra bein Isra Chila bein Isra No seems to imply whether Isra Chila or Isra No. The Chiyosik rather mission of Elabano who also when the Torah comes to say, oh, Tamler could use it. That's coming to let us know specifically over here. You're allowed to benefit from Vakiva. So Vakiva disagrees on that on that assumption. I'll say Isra Chila Mashma Isra No Loi Mashma. He says no. We never would assume the forbidden to benefit just because it's forbidden to eat. The Chiyosik rather and Mamela Torah is only coming from Tuma and Tar. So, the Machoikas, Rabbi Avo, and Chizkia, as to whether we assume Laisaychlu, Laisaychelu, is including also a prohibition to benefit, maybe is the basis of the Machoikas between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Saglili, and the Gemara, not necessarily. The Kuliyama, Laisaychelu, Masha, Ben Israchila, Ben Israchanoa. Bahacha, Bahacha, Miflagi, Rabbi Saglili, Savakishahotra, Nevela, Hihotra. Basically, the holds that when when uh, we permitted the nevela to be used, only the nevela itself is permitted. But not the fat. When you're allowed, to, when you're when uh, um, when you're allowed to benefit, we're dealing specifically with the flesh, but not from the chalib, but not from the chalib and the gidin. So therefore, when do I need the pasuk of letting me know You can use it any way you want. So now it's like boom. Okay. Now, usually I would have assumed not. But now that Torah is specifically telling me, yeah, yeah, I'm now permitted to benefit. Rakiva says, no. Kishahotra Nevela, once a Nevela is permitted to benefit from the fats and the Gidin automatically come along with it. It's like the, it's like the carcass's baby brother. Yeah, you, you, you just slap along with it. When the Torah says, oh, the Chomalacha. Why? I already know it's the Chomalacha. I'm the baby brother. I can use it. Oh, so if I already know it, what must it be? Latumul Latara. It must be teaching me not the halachas of whether it's kosher or non-kosher, but getting into the halachas of Tuma and Tara, how careful we need to be um, about keeping things, uh, about keeping hektish away from chela. Period. At this stage of the Gemara, we don't necessarily have the Machlaikas Rabbi Avo and Chizkia being the same Machlaikas as Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi The two Machlaikas are not necessarily the same. Okay. Now, being that, we just discussed the Machlaikas between Rabbi Yaisi Aglili and Rabbi Akiva as to how to darshan this Pasuk. And Rabbi Yaisi Aglili was of the opinion that when the Torah says you could benefit from the meat of an Avela, 
it does not necessarily mean I can benefit from the chilev and the gid, except the Torah says, you're allowed to taka do it. But if not for that, I would have assumed you can't benefit. Okay? Says the Gemara, According to Yaisi Aglili, so we're, we, we've already shown that the chilev is permitted to benefit from. Why? Kalmalacha. The words, Kalmalacha. Without it, I would have thought only the meat is permitted. Kalmalacha tells me even the chilev is permitted. But elagid name of What about the sinews of the animal? We know the sciatic nerve is called the giranasha. It's forbidden to eat. Okay? The other sinews, you may not want to eat. You may use it as dental floss or something. All right? The giranasha, you can't use. How do I know um, that it's permitted to benefit? Maybe it's taka asr. Either you could say it's taka asr. You can't benefit from the giranasha. You can't. Or maybe this that you cannot ben- that this that you may benefit from the Giranosha. And the first answer is you can't. Second answer is maybe you could. Why? Logic. If a person eats forbidden fats, it's a very strong consequence. Still mutterbana, but the Torah told us. Not only are you permitted to benefit from the carcass of an avela, you can even benefit from the chela, which would have been a chiv karis, to eat it. But you may benefit. Gid she'ena yonish karis le'koshma. A gid, if you eat the gid, the sidu doesn't really have flavor. The assumption right now. If you eat it, there's no chiv karis, it's just a lav. So, if something that would have led to a chiv karis, if I eat it, is mutter bana, then the lower level iser of gid should certainly be mutter behana. Says the Gemara. V'Reb Shimon de'osar. Reb Shimon happens to be of the opinion, he was the first, we didn't give a name to the first Yibayasema, but the first potential answer was, maybe the Gedanash is taka osar to benefit from. Rabbi Shimon is taka of the opinion that you may not benefit, that you may benefit, uh, you may not benefit from the Gedanash. So what's Reb Shimon going to do about our Kalvachimer? Shimon says you can't eat for the Giranosh. But we have logic telling us that if I can benefit from Chelev, which leads to Kharis, I should certainly be able to benefit from the Giranosh that does not lead to Kharis. What's Reb Shimon going to do with that Svar? What's he going to do with that logic? Says the Gemara. Reb Shimon will say, Male Chelev, that Chelev is, is special. Chelev itself is not included in the prohibition when it comes to Chayas. The halacha is a fascinating limur, learnt out from the Torah, that the Isser Chelev is from a behemoth. It's from a behemoth. When the Pasuk writes about the Chelev, it only lists it only lists things that are domestic. Which means the chalev of a wild animal, kosher even, a deer, a buffalo, these are kosher animals. But they're chayas, they're not domesticated. Bison. Is mutter to eat. So don't tell me 
that Chelev is more strict than Giranosha, if Giranosha applies everywhere, and Chelev doesn't. Giranosha is much more strict than Chelev. It applies to every type of animal. Wild and domestic. While the Chelev doesn't. The Edoch, what's your base agility now? What's he gonna do? His whole basis is this uh, logic where he just said, Oh, makes sense, makes so much sense. You know, the Kares, you're allowed to benefit by Kares, you can certainly be allowed to benefit by Giranosha. We just disproved that logic. The Edoch, he's gonna say, We're dealing with, don't, don't bring in Chayas, we're dealing with Bahamas. When it comes to a behemoth, a chela of a behemoth comes out to be more strict than the geranosh of a behemoth, and memela, my kavachaymer stands. Period. We're done with that. What do we have so far in our daf? Quick rundown. We started out asking challenging questions on Rabbi Avo. Then we ask questions on Chizkiah and Rabbi Avo, again from other places of Leisoycha, Leisechel, right? Does it include Israchila? We wiggled out. We wiggled out of everything. We said, oh, those cases are all unique and our general rule still remains. Then we said, Leimokitanoi. Let's say the Machoikas is actually an earlier Machoikas Tanoi. We said, not necessarily. Not necessarily. It may just be a Machoikas about had a Darshan, the Psukim. Um, uh, had a darshan the psukim of chelav. Do I keep it within Hilchas Kashrus? Do I move it to Hilchas Tumah Okay. And now that we don't have a question about or Chizkiah, and it's not necessarily related to other machleksim, we're now going to get into practical nafkaminas, practical differences between these two opinions, how they apply in halacha. Okay? How it works out in the halach. So here we go. Let's see. We brought all these challenges, Vishaninu, and we wiggled out. We answered all them. Okay? So where are some halachic differences where we're coming out halacha lemaisa that they actually argue? They're arguing about chametz on Pesach according to the Rabbanim B'shara Niskal with Divrei Akol. They're arguing about Ashara Niskal that's impossible to be stoned the Divrei Akol according to everybody. In other words, everybody's in the agreement that when you have Ashara Niskal, um, you may not uh, benefit from the ox. Chizkiyah nafik lei miloye yachel. Chizkiyah learns out from lei yachel. Rebbevo nafik lei minevela. Michti. Bein lamar, bein lamar, isurim bana, mai ika beinayu. Once we wiggled out of everything, it comes out that in all these cases that we asked from, since davchaf aleph amud beis, they all agree ultimately to the halacha. Remember, they all agree ultimately to the halacha. Their homachlekes is the source of the halacha. Show me some other places. Asked the Gemara, where their general machlekes ends up making an afkamina. Because so far, every time we thought they argued, the other one wiggled and said, no, I really agree with him, but for a different reason. 
Well, if you really agree with it for a different reasons, so like you're all, you keep giving the same psak then, with a different reason for each psak. Oh, this time it says Bachem, this time it says like, oh, blah, Says the Gemara, here's some cases where you have a practical nafkamina between Rebbe and Chizki. Chulin that is shechted in the Azara, which is not allowed to be done. We had a machloikas um, where um, uh, in a chulin shishchidu b'azara, uh, only hektish is allowed to be shechted in the Azara. But something that is not consecrated, something that is not holy, is not allowed to be shechted in the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash. is you can't eat it. Says Chizkia, lo yeyocha. When it says lo over there, it's coming um, to exclude the cases that we mentioned beforehand. That over here you're permitted to that the chul and shishlu bazara you can't eat, but you may benefit, as opposed to other cases, Pesach, uh, Sharaniskal, where it's also forbidden to benefit. Oisai. The word I saw is coming to exclude Shara Niskal and Chametz on Pesach. Chulun Shishlu Bazara, Lav the Rice, and he'll hold that the whole prohibition of eating Chulun the Shech and Azara actually is not a din de I Rice. Okay? It's very interesting. What were we looking for? A case where Rabbi Avohu and Chizkiah argue. You know what we're coming out with? A case where they, they are, they're arguing whether something is their Abon or their Aizah. All right? Now, they're both agreeing on a problem in that case. But the Machlech is going to be whether their Abon or their Aizah. That's, that's enough of an Afkamin, right? Because you have a Suffolk. All of a sudden, when are you going to be strict? But when are you going to be lenient? Yosef Omer Rabbanu Kamei Derish Shmuel Bar Nachmani Talmud Chacham was sitting in front of Shmuel Bar Nachmani. The Yosef Kamei Derish Shmuel Bar Nachmani. He was quoting Rabbi Shmuel Ben Levi. Minayin the Cholish Shmuel Shabbatayra. The Chiyichid Asurim Bachile Echanami Yisurim Bano. Hey, Nova says you can't eat. You also can't benefit. Umay Nihu. And what am I talking about? Chometz Pesach V'Shara Niskal. How do I know Chometz Pesach V'Shara Niskal? You can't eat and you can't benefit. Minayin. So he said to him, what do you mean, where do we know? Yeah, you ever learn Chumash? You want the kindergarten over here? It says, and Yochel means it can't be eaten, which we darshan to mean even benefit. He said, no, that only seems to him for Achila, not Hana, that you still may benefit. She says, what does that mean? I don't understand. What type of question is this? Learn it out from, uh, from Nevela. If you want to know why it's permitted, Nevela, you can't eat, but you're allowed to benefit. So it says, He says, I'm quoting Rabbi Shuvah Levi, my Rabbi, who also has been reviewed, Amr Dvarim Kichsavan, who says, it's not, no, no, no problem. I, if Rabbi Shuvah Ben Levi holds like Rabbi Yehuda, tape a clay, then his source should be, may heichan denafkele the Rabbi Yehuda, may lakalv tashlichan isai. He should just stick with his source, which is lakalv tashlichan isai, that you're not allowed to eat treif, but you're allowed to feed it to your own personal dog. So you see very clearly, that was Rabbi Yehuda's source. Of how you know. So why are you sitting in front of me saying, how do you know the home car of Chomet Pesach and Shara Niskal that you are forbidden to benefit the same way you're forbidden to eat? Stick with the case of Rabbi Yehuda. And for the Gemara, says the Talmud quoting of Yeshua ben Levi, Kosovar, 
He says, my Rebbe holds, Chulun Shushu Bazar is, is completely Daraisa. Something that's in the Azara is Daraisa. So the word Aisai is what's letting us know that, a, that uh, an animal that's shechted in the improper place um, is Asa Daraisa. And if you're looking for a source to let us know that you can't get Isr Hana, it must be coming from somewhere else. Where else is that? That's the Chametz Pesach and the Shara Nisko. So he says to him, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So Minayim. Sina says, the, the Talmud says, all right. Um, who is he asking? Roshul Barachmin. He says to Roshul Barachmin, okay, now that we've run out of all your questions on my Rebbe, Rabbi Shul Levi, I'd like to quote what I was about to say. Minayim. What's the source? Any karmah chatas where the blood has been sprinkled. It doesn't say you should burn it in a fire. Why does it say you got to burn it in a fire? If we're not dealing with the 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 karmah chatas itself, you know a karmah chatas is burnt because that's the halacha in in the Torah. So we don't need a source for that. So why does it say taka beishti sarif? So teneu inyan lecholi surin shabatayra. It must be letting us know to every iser in the Torah, not only by the karmachatas, but even by chametz on Pesach and the shor haniska. Okay, that since we know that by a, again, what's going to be the makor of here? Since we know by karmachatas that um, that is sprinkled improperly, the blood is brought in the wrong place. That by sarif, we're going to assume that the same thing would apply to other isurim. Whenever I find one source for a halacha, we continue to assume that that halacha applies elsewhere. Now, we know it's already Asr Bachila, so top of tomorrow's daf, the main in Lachila, Taneu in Israna. We already know it's Asr Bachila. Sharon Iskal, comments for Pesach. So if it's coming to Asr something, Taneu in Israna must be coming to, uh, to uh, Asr benefit. Imakam Bisrefa, but we'll say by the carbon Chatas, you need to burn it. Afkal Yisurim Shebatar Bisrefa. Does it mean it's completely like the karmachatas? The same way a karmachatas must be burnt. Not only can't you benefit, it's got to be burnt. Does that mean that whenever I've got chametz on Pesach or Ashara Niska, I need to burn it? Only Bakaydesh this reifa. When something becomes Asr Bana with, with Hektish, um, you must burn it. But the other Isurim Shebetaira. Uh, do not need to be burnt. And we will hold it here for today. Tomorrow we're in the middle of the story. Mirza Shem. Rabbi Shmuel Barachmin is going to ask a question on this Talmud. Just, uh, we're going to get into a little bit of a tangent. Uh, where we're going to start touching on a, this premise that this Talmud is giving, which is that once something becomes forbidden to benefit, that necessarily means it must be burnt as well. And Rabbi Barachmin is going to start asking on that Nakuda and Be'ezas Hashem, tomorrow evening we will pick up from this kasha uh, the fifth, five lines from the top of the page, the words, Vahai Ba'kaydesh Ba'isti Sarif Lachid Asa. And um, we will see everybody, Be'ezas Hashem, tomorrow evening.